Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. This segment brought to you by Maine West Animal Hospital. Dog Talk with Dave McMahon on News Talk 610 CKTB. And happy Monday to you. Good evening, everyone out there in Radioland and everyone that's listening online. Pleasure to be here with you as we're in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic. Hats off to all the frontline workers out there. And those that are off work right now will certainly have a lot more time to walk their dogs. I have quite a few neighbors that are walking their dogs several times a day, the ones that are off work. So that's something good, that you'll have more time with your dog. That's uh, pros and cons of everything. Um, On today's program, we'll have fun, 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 as we always do. And the phone lines are always open, so you know that you can call in if you have a question about your dog. You can also text me if you have a question about your dog. So I'll give out those numbers, and I'll repeat them throughout the broadcast. I'm uh, I'm on until 8 p.m. with the Dog Talk Show right here. So uh, toll-free 1877. That's 1877-610-2582. That's 1877-610-2582. You could call local at 905-688-2582. You could text me anytime you want at 61010, and that would be great. Great to hear from you and just uh, say hello or ask a question. No problem. So for those that don't know, I'm the owner of the Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy in Niagara Falls. And uh, for the past uh, 34 years, I have been teaching people how to have a better relationship with their dog and have a better understanding of how to remedy their dog's behavior problems. I've also mentored many dog trainers from around the globe, and uh, one of the trainers that I have mentored, uh, who is uh, uh, not a stranger to the Dog Talk radio show, his name is Nick Howchuck. Uh, Nick uh, apprenticed under me many years ago. He's a professional dog trainer, and he's from Windsor. Uh, He's an awesome guy. Uh, You're going to love Nick. Uh, Nick, are you there? Yeah, I am, Dave. How are you, buddy? Good, man. Uh, Good to hear your voice, and welcome back to the Dog Talk Radio Show. That's always a pleasure talking to you and uh, being on the show. I hope everybody's doing well up there, uh, everything considered. Yeah, everything considered is exactly. So um, how has the COVID-19 affected your dog training business in Windsor? Well, uh, I I do a lot of private lessons, and a lot of the ones I know, uh, I do a few, but uh, I was starting to do some group classes. Obviously, that's uh, curtailed. Um, As you know, uh, my previous dog, Jack, was doing drug searches in the hospital. He's since passed away, um, and Maverick was doing them. Uh, We were doing them on a semi-regular basis, but now he has been uh, out of the hospital. So mostly just the few private lessons here and there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty quiet down here for us as well at the Academy, uh, especially with the fact that we really can't have crowds. Right, and then you have to have the distance and everything else, so it it makes it difficult for for group classes. And the the ones private lessons that I do know, I I know these clients very, very well, so it's not uh, not a lot of new clients. These are more uh, repeat clients that I've had that have had dogs in the past that have uh, dealt with me in the past, so it's really difficult on, on a lot of people for sure. And for those that don't know, you specialize in obedience training and behavior modification for the most part, correct? Yes, yeah. And uh, like for the last four years I've gotten into, uh, which I learned from you, one of my, you're my mentor. Thank uh, you. Scent training. Um, my previous shepherd, Jack, um, was the first non-police service canine to do drug searches in an Ontario hospital. Um, unfortunately, he passed away in July. Um, he'd been doing that for four years, and now uh, my four-year-old Maverick um, has started to do it. But again, since this COVID nineteen, um, he is not, you know, able to continue that function at the current time. But um, 
hopefully once this is all resolved, uh, we'll be able to continue to do that. And a lot of behavior modifications, people with aggressive dogs, uh, you know, a lot of issues. And then the base, basic obedience uh, and advanced obedience classes, too. Yeah. Now, is there a lot of trainers, dog trainers in Windsor? Do you get a lot of competition, or how's that? Um, there has been a lot of, uh, in the last probably two or three years, more and more popping up. A lot of them, uh, a couple of them with the, the animal behavioral science certificates. Um, <laughs> but it's throughout Windsor-Essex County, there's there's a fair amount of competition, but it, it's not, uh, I wouldn't say it, it's crazy, but it, it's definitely uh, evolved, I'd say, probably in the last five years. There's more and more trainers uh, uh, popping up on board. A lot of the pro-positive ones, uh, there's probably three or four like myself that are a balanced trainer that, you know, use a balanced approach, uh, similar to yourself. Um, but it, it's it's picking up because I think a lot of people think it's easy to do um, or they take a course online and they think they can do it and it's it's you have to have a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge to to be able to, to do it properly and that's what kills me people that think they can go online take a course uh, and become a dog trainer poof presto just like that add water and stir well, yeah, because they don't. I don't think it's in a lot of cases it's not respected enough because people uh, think, oh, well, you know, I train my own dogs, and you know, it's like you know, my father used to be a pilot, and he said, I can fly a plane, but I can't fix one. Right. You know, so just because you own a dog and you can train your own dog doesn't necessarily mean that you can show other people how to train a dog. And, I mean, years ago there was a gentleman that told me there's, there's a dog instructor and a dog trainer. A dog trainer is going to train your dog. A dog instructor is going to instruct you how to train your dog. Mm-hmm. So, and I think there, there's, a, there's a difference there. So. There is a difference, uh, but you and I, we definitely wear both those hats. We are a trainer and we are uh, instructors as well. Absolutely. Uh, we, we do both. We're going to train the dog and we're going to show those individuals how to train the dog so they respond the same way. Um, and I think, you know, I think it's getting more respected, but again, a lot of people think it's just it's something easy to do and they take a course online and all of a sudden they're the next best thing since sliced bread that they're going to be able to do it. Exactly. So, um, but it's it's not that easy. I mean, you have to have the skill. You have to, you know, take courses. Like I say, I apprenticed under you. I took an apprenticeship uh, years before that. And you're constantly learning. Um, but from people that have done it for years, and really there's no substitute for experience. I mean, you yourself have 34 years of experience. That's invaluable. To me, that's more invaluable than going online and taking a course because, let's face it, online you don't really know who's behind what, like what you're really truly getting yeah. a lot of times. you got to learn this stuff hands-on, uh, you know, in the real world. Absolutely. Um, like my wife Shelly's a nurse, and when she went to, to school, a lot of it was hands-on. Like there's book work also, but now there's less and less hands-on. So, And she said there's no substitute, even in the nursing professions, for hands-on experience. Yeah. So um, that that's invaluable. It really is. That's right. Nick, you know, congratulations, by the way, because uh, I definitely want to congratulate you. You have trained uh, many, many dogs, but a couple of your German Shepherds uh, have been trained and uh, we want to use the term, uh, I guess, groomed for uh, a movie. Both of your uh, German Shepherds appeared in a movie uh, recently. Tell us about that. Uh, it's called the uh, the quick and the dirty, um, and again, Jack, my previous shepherd who passed in July, and Maverick, uh, my four year old, um, were in it. Um, it's now available on YouTube, uh, free, so people can go. Um, and it was filmed here in Windsor Essex County in the Leamington area and parts of Kingsville. Um, it was done by a company called Suede Productions, a local company. Um, it's about fifty minutes long, so it's a kind of a short type. Uh, film um but it's been on youtube probably for about a week now and they've probably had about close to six thousand people view it cool um and i was talking to jordan who's one of the co-owners of suede productions just uh a few days ago via facebook and they're looking at streamlining it and they're currently in um talks with netflix to possibly have it on uh viewable on netflix now that would be ultra cool if you can get that yeah, in the near future. So yeah, it's uh, 
It, it, it was quite the experience. Uh, not that I, but I got a lot of notoriety. It's uh, it was uh, shown at the Windsor International Film Festival here uh, for 400 people uh, back in September. Um, a lot of dignitaries were there, and um, they were they were pretty impressed with it. I mean, for a small little uh, local uh, uh, company, uh, it was it was pretty impressive. And to actually sit in a theater. And to see your canines up there on the big screen, it, it's it's pretty cool. It was uh, probably uh, a great two weeks. Um, the cast, the crew uh, was phenomenal. Um, my dogs were great. Uh, everybody loved them. They were very good to them. Um, and it was a fun two weeks. And it's really amazing when you're on an actual movie set, the amount of work that goes into it. Because you have just more than you know what you actually see. Yeah, a lot more than meets the eye. What's it? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, there's there's the the makeup people. Yeah. There's the uh, film, the uh, videographers, obviously. Um, there's the the prop guys. It's just like it's endless. The makeup people, um, wardrobe. Did they feed you good? Did they have good catering? Oh yeah, it's you know <laughs> with the, whole, the leave whole, it to me to talk about that. Well, yeah, but you know what? The food was was top notch, and to be honest, for the two weeks that Jack uh, and Maverick and I were there, because we we participated in it for two weeks, our part, um, what they paid me, I I was quite shocked. Like I was, it was more than I actually expected. So it was, uh, I mean, I could do that forever because it was the, the pay was phenomenal and uh, the food was great and. Uh, the cast, the crew, everybody was uh, was a blast, and you know the dogs had a great time too because there was obviously a lot of downtime before we did our scenes. So you know they would play frisbee with them. They were running around the different nice. areas because some of it was shot um, in a field uh, here here locally. Uh, another part was shot in a Leamington greenhouse. Um, so we're, there was a lot of traveling involved for it, like locally, um, and it was it was a lot of work in, in some sense to get because. Sometimes it had to be two or three takes to get the dogs to do the, the certain, you know, they wanted a certain view of it, a certain angle. Um, so it, it was, uh, sometimes it was pretty intense, but it, it was a load of fun. It was just absolutely a blast to do. Oh, good, good. Nick, can you give us a little synopsis of the movie itself? Yeah, well, the beginning part of it is uh, what happens is there's a, there's an individual that uh, tries to commit an uh, he does commit an armed robbery, and what happens is the the people that he ends up robbing uh, he robs uh, these individuals that are part of a crooked cop. They're they're paying this crooked cop, and then what happens is the crooked cop is actually there when this individual robs these guys that he doesn't know is involved with this crooked cop and then he tries to track him down and set him up and chase him for another robbery and it ends up being like a chase scene where this uh, crooked cop ends up chasing trying to track him down wow. so uh, it's 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 pretty it's pretty cool it's it's like there's a lot of old cars involved a lot, a lot of a couple of chase scenes i saw uh, the old cop cars yeah, the old cop car was in there. There's a part where Jack and Maverick are going around the cop car doing a, a search of the car. Um, there's an uh, old Mustang in it. Um, and then there's the uh, the run through the uh, the field area. The chase scene was quite intense because they're jumping over a lot of different uh, brushes, going through bushes. And there's one scene where Jack and I come up to the edge of the, like, uh, it looks like a cliff where he's on rocks. And, we, you know, I had to pull him back. And we had to do that two or three times. So... It, it was uh, it was it was pretty cool, and then there was the greenhouse scene where they were chasing him through the greenhouse, and he gets underneath one of the doors, and they just they just miss him. Um, but it, it it was it was great, and then a couple of the scenes were shot like in a local bar um, that had an old uh, '70s flavor to it. Nice. Um, but it, it was uh, a lot of people have enjoyed it. Uh, they, you know, for like I say, they, I've gotten a lot of compliments on it, um, and, and people have said the dog, dogs for the part that they did look really good in it. Um, so it, it was it was a blast to do, and uh, you know, like I say, I didn't realize the amount of work and everything that goes into putting. Uh, 
full product like that together. Um, there, there's a lot of pieces and a lot of people involved in it. And then, it, you know, a lot of times it, you realize why it takes, because, you know, I mean, even my wife was getting impatient. When are they going to see this? When are they going to see this? But you're doing editing and you're mixing pieces here and there. It, there's a lot, a lot of work involved to it. It's, uh, it's pretty intense. But the technology they have, um, like there's one scene where Jack and I come up to the edge of this cliff, and it looks like it, it's a huge drop. But the actual drop is maybe three feet. But the way they filmed it with the cameras down below and angling it up. and Makes it look quite steep. It looks like you're going to drop 150 feet. <laughs> so, but, you know, because you're running up to the edge of this thing, and it's like, oh, my God, didn't you, weren't you scared you were going to fall? And it's like, it's only like a four-foot drop. But when you actually see the finished product, it's not. It looks like it's about 100 feet down. So it's, uh, it, it, was a, it was a blast, and, and the dogs did really well. Like, I was really proud of uh, Jack and Maverick. They, uh, they made me really proud. They did every, everything they were supposed to do. Um, and, you know, that, that goes hand-in-hand, hand, like we were, we were talking about earlier. When you have an obedient dog, and um, it was a compliment to me because Nick uh, Shields, who's the owner of Sway Productions and the producer, um, he said, I knew within five minutes that these were the dogs. Yeah. Because we went to the studio, we had a meet with him, he gave us a script, we had to read the script uh, a month before the actual shooting, and he said, Nick, I knew these were the dogs since you walked into the studio, how well yeah. behaved and calm Well, there's no doubt about it, your dogs are balanced, they've got good temperament, very well trained, your dogs are socialized, they're stable, and that's the kind of animals they want to work with. Yeah, and that's that's the key. And they were they were kind of surprised, and, and not in a negative way, but they were kind of surprised that they were that calm and relaxed because they're shepherds. Um, you know, because they sometimes you know the breed gets a, you know uh, just like a pit bull, the, the breed gets a bad name. And they were amazed how calm and obedient they were. But and you know, it's just like we talked about. If you put the time into it, and you put the training into it, and if they're well bred, uh, you can train any dog. Um, but you have to be consistent, and you have to be patient. And if you Unfortunately, a lot of times people don't have the patience, um, and they get frustrated. But if you have the patience and you're consistent, you can train any dog. Um, yeah, agree. And like I say, they were they were very impressed with Jack and Maverick, and you know I was very proud of them because they they did a super job. And um, it was funny because like I say, sometimes we had to do three and four takes just for them to get this, the angle right. And like they were impressed that they just kept doing it. So okay, we'll do it again. Do it again. They had no problem. They had yeah, no the problem. dogs never tired. No, never tired. And they they had a blast. I mean, they they loved every you know when they were told to go do something that they did it. But again, that gets back to you know when you have obedience dogs and they're very well trained, you can do this do this sort of thing. You, you really can. Yeah. Um, it, it was tricky. There's some things that because I mean there's things that they had to do we've never done before. But when you have the confidence in your dogs that something new comes along, you know, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I can handle this because you have the obedient dog. You know that they're going to respond to you. So, because um, a lot of people would ask me, it's like, you know, were you nervous? It's like, you know, no, not really, because you know, you, you know your dogs and you know how how they react to you. So, it was just a just different set of circumstances. But um, you know, I had no no problem having any doubt that they would perform the way they were supposed to. So, and plus, we, you know, we had a good month to read the script to go through the script and you know um so it, it was uh it was it was just a blast it was a lot of fun and uh a memory to last a lifetime that's for sure right on hey so let's let's uh, encourage my listeners to check out this movie online again the name of the movie is uh, quick and dirty um, and it is on YouTube, so it, it's free. So if you type in The Quick and Dirty, uh, it's produced in uh, t- 2019, um, you can watch it for free. It's about roughly 48, 50 minutes. Or if you go to my website, uh, www.caninedevelopment.net, um, there's a a little caption on there. They can click on that and view it that way if they like. But uh, most of the people that, uh, I know that I've talked to uh, here, they've been watching it on YouTube, and again, it's free. So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it tonight or tomorrow for sure, and uh, I know it's going to be awesome. Nick, thank you very much for joining us on the uh, the show. Uh, always fun having you on Dog Talk. Congratulations once again on training your uh, German Shepherds to be uh, part of this very cool movie called The Quick and Dirty. Thank you very much, Dave. Uh, you and Deb, take care. It's always a pleasure talking to you and uh, everybody out there, especially the uh, people in the healthcare field and even the truckers and the retail people. Please take care and be safe. And uh, we'll hope to talk to you soon again, Dave. 
You bet. Have a good one. Okay, you too, buddy. Take care. Thank you, Nick. What a gentleman, Mr. Nick Howchuck, professional dog trainer and behaviorist from Windsor, Ontario. Check him out on Facebook. Nick Howchuck, canine development. And check out the movie where his two German Shepherd dogs appear in the movie, The Quick and Dirty. Check it out on YouTube, The Quick and Dirty. We'll be back with more dog talk after we take a short break. And I'll be talking with Lynn Prout, who is the practice manager of the Niagara Veterinary Emergency Services. Uh, we, we, can, uh, we can ask Lynn how the COVID-19 has affected the Niagara Veterinary Emergency Services. We'll be right back. Somebody took me. Hello, spring! The grass is greener, the tulips are budding, and the birds are back. I'm so ready. But is your car ready? Um, no. Then spring into action. Check your oil, your washer fluid, and your wiper blades. I'm springing. Check your auto insurance, too. CAA gives complimentary policy reviews, no matter who you're insured with. See if you've got the best coverage for your needs. CAA does that for you. For me? Yeah, and everyone else. Auto insurance underwritten by CAA Insurance Company. Stop the spread. COVID-19 can be deadly. Everyone must do their part to stop the spread of COVID-19. Ignoring self-isolation or physical distancing advice can have devastating effects and endanger the lives of your family, your friends, and your neighbors. So do your part. Don't risk becoming a spreader. Stay home and save lives. For information, visit Ontario.ca slash coronavirus. Paid for by the Government of Ontario. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. New patients are now being accepted. For more, visit Maine West Animal Hospital at mainewestvet.com or Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at niagarafallsanimalhospital.com. A show highlighting the diverse landscape of businesses in the Niagara region. Niagara Made with host Ruth Unruh. Saturday mornings on 610 CKTB. Every week, Ruth is joined by special guests and friends from all sectors of businesses, all with different experiences and one thing in common, a true passion for the region they call home. Niagara Made, brought to you by Meridian, where banking feels good. Listen Saturday mornings at 9.30 on News Talk 610 CKTB. It's never been more important to eat healthy and buy local. That's why Harvest Barn now has even more ways to serve your family. Both locations are open for business with new shopping options like the grab-and-go salad bar and convenient phone ordering with parking lot pickup or delivery available. Only Harvest Barn is pure Niagara and part of your healthy community for over 40 years. Harvest Barn Country Markets in Niagara-on-the-Lake and St. Catharines. Fresh, friendly, forever local. The staff at Pet Food Outlet wants you to stay safe and healthy and recommends that everyone stay home and self-isolate. But if you do need pet food, Pet Food Outlet has sufficient stock to meet your needs. Please call ahead to check their current days and times of operation. Together, we'll get through this tough time. Pet Food Outlet in Welland, making pets and their people happy. Call 905-735-PETS. That's 905-735-7387. Like us, friend us, follow us. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we're News Talk 610 CKTV. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. Wonder News Talk 610 CKTV. She's gone. Wonder if she's gone to stay. Welcome back to the Dog Talk Radio Show, everyone. I'm Dave McMahon, and I'm happy you're here with us tonight. Joining me next is Lynn Prout. She is the practice manager of the Niagara Veterinary Emergency Services. 
right here in the Niagara region, located in the uh, Thorold St. Catharines uh, area. Welcome to the program, Lynn. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I appreciate you uh, coming on. Lynn, no let problem. me ask you, how has the COVID-19 affected what's happening at the Niagara Veterinary Emergency Services? I imagine there's a, a few things that have changed. That's correct. It is unfortunately not business as usual right now. Uh, we are still open 24-7, 365 days a year. So we are the primary 24-7 um, emergency clinic for Niagara Region. Um, but we are uh, staffed differently now, so we are shorter staffed. We've had to move to four separate uh, work teams so that we're keeping our staff segregated in case people get sick. Um, it's important for us as an emergency clinic to be able to stay open um, for all the member clinics in the area. So we very early on went to a pretty strict uh, new protocol in terms of teams to protect our, our health and safety of our staff. Um, the other big change is how we provide service. So like many of the regular clinics in the area, fairly early on we moved to a protocol where clients unfortunately aren't permitted in the building anymore um, for protection of our staff and for protection of uh, clients as well. So what we ask folks to do is give us a call first uh, and we can walk them through, you know, what to expect when they come. Um, we're doing a lot of telemedicine by phone, um, triaging sort of cases, uh, things that are less urgent can be referred hopefully back to their regular clinics to be seen in the short term. Uh, and then if they do need to come in uh, to be seen, we can explain what our new protocols are. So we're sort of lucky with the uh, layout of the building that we have. We do have a double door entrance, so we're able to let clients put their pets in our front entrance way and, and leave the pet there and then back out so that our staff can then retrieve the pet um, to intake and triage. Our um, vets will then do a full exam of the pet and then contact the person by phone in their vehicle um, to have discussions about where they go from there. So yeah. it's, it's, it's unfortunately, it's not the way that we prefer to do business. You know, we, we miss having that contact with clients, and we know it's really hard for clients to um, leave their pets with us and, and not be there with them, especially when it's an emergency. Um, but it's, it's been challenging, but most um, clients have responded really well and are appreciative that the service is at least still there and running for when they need us. Yeah, and these changes, they were necessary. And, Absolutely. Uh, you had to do that for, for everyone's safety. Yeah, and it's, I mean, the new kind of recommendations that have come down from the government and through the College of Veterinarians of Ontario, um, you know, have been really helpful. And most clinics, you're going to find the same sort of protocols in place to protect staff and to protect the clients as well. Uh, Lynn, if I could veer off just to, in something else, somebody had wanted me to ask you this. What is the most common uh, scenarios or situations whereby people would be uh, coming to the uh, Niagara Veterinary Emergency Services to seek immediate help uh, with their animal being feline or canine uh, in an emergency or crisis situation? What would be some of the common, uh, if you were to even list uh, yep. four or five, if you could? Yep. So we see a lot of vomiting and diarrhea that, you know, results from things like toxicity or foreign bodies that a pet has ingested. Sometimes that requires surgery. Um, we don't see any non-emergent things, but typical emergencies, hit by cars, um, urinary issues with cats, what we call blocked cats, so cats that aren't able to urinate, um, which is a pretty serious condition. Um, C-sections occasionally. Um, sometimes it's um, more critical things, uh, sort of ongoing disease processes that, that reach a critical stage. So um, seizures, diabetics, renal failure, that sort of thing as well. And I have to point out something. A couple of students of mine uh, have uh, they were they had rushed their uh, their dogs. Uh, different families, different time frames, uh, but they rushed their dogs to Niagara Veterinary Emergency Services uh, because their dogs had went into bloat. And yep. your uh, your clinic was able to save the lives of these dogs. And yep, so from what I understand, problem. when the dog ha goes into bloat, there's a very limited time, very limited window of time where you have to act quickly. 
There can be, yeah. I'm not a veterinarian, so I no. can't speak to the specifics, but yes, bloat is one that comes up in uh, often larger dogs, and it can be critical if it's not treated fairly quickly. usually requires surgery. Yeah. Well, Lynn, uh, what other ones would you say? Is there any other ones that would uh, come to mind that would be common? Uh, we're seeing uh, dog fights lately. I think, um, you know, pets that are home more, um, you know, with nervous uh, owners around, you get nervous pets sometimes. So we're seeing um, more of that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, keep up the amazing work you're doing at the Niagara Veterinary Emergency Services. We are uh, we're happy to have you uh, on the Dog Talk radio show. And, and thanks for uh, chatting with us tonight. My pleasure. And Lynn, how can uh, how can the uh, the general public uh, reach out to you? Could you please give the uh, the phone number and the For website? Sure. Yep. So the phone number is nine zero five six four one three one eight five. And ideally, as we say, if everyone calls before they come in, we'll be able to explain our process to them and do a bit of triage before they come. Our website's www.niagravetemerge.ca. We're also on Facebook, and our new protocols are both up in those places as well. Excellent. Well, keep up the amazing work you're doing with the Thanks animals. So much. Thanks, Lynn. Take care. That was Lynn Prout, practice uh, manager for Niagara Veterinary Emergency Services. Uh, and she was telling us how the COVID-19 is affecting the, uh, the clinic and some of the changes that they've made. It was great having her on the program. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we want to talk about uh, Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, some dogs that are holding some records. Some dogs that are holding records for certain things. We'll talk about what they're holding records for. Certain things. We'll be back with more dog talk. I'm Dave McMahon, so stick around. Rainbows in my mind when I think of you sometime And I want to spend some time with you Just the two of us We can make it if we try Saturdays at noon and Sunday nights at 7. Each week, a new theme and more fascinating people. What is your motive for action? I love taking on the status quo and trying to turn it upside down. My whole childhood, I was called bossy. TED Radio Hour, Saturdays at noon and Sunday night at 7. We're not ready for the next epidemic. The scariest thing I've done is ride a rocket ship to space. News Talk 610 CKTV, the voice of Niagara. Predicting spring weather is anyone's guess, so we asked a preschooler to do the forecast. Um, oh, I think it's going to be sunny and very nice to play outside with your friends until mommy says it's time to eat dinner. Or it could also be very rainy. I don't really know. I'm only six. Be prepared for all weather with Subaru Symmetrical full-time all-wheel drive. Can I go play now? Subaru of Niagara, looking after what matters. On Lake Street in St. Catharines. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. New patients are now being accepted. For more, visit Maine West Animal Hospital at mainwestvet.com or Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at niagarafallsanimalhospital.com. The staff at Pet Food Outlet wants you to stay safe and healthy and recommends that everyone stay home and self-isolate. But if you do need pet food, Pet Food Outlet has sufficient stock to meet your needs. Please call ahead to check their current days and times of operation. Together, we'll get through this tough time. Pet Food Outlet in Welland, making pets and their people happy. Call 905-735-PETS. That's 905-735-7387.
This segment brought to you by Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTB. And the sunlight hurts my eyes. And something without warning love. Bears heavy on my mind. Then I got you. And the world's alright with me. Welcome back to the Dog Talk Radio Show, everyone. If you have any questions for me after the broadcast, you can contact me directly through my website. The website for the Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy is www.davemcmahon.ca. So that's Dave, M-C-M-A-H. O-N.ca. And all my contact information, including my phone number, email, and, uh, and everything else that you need is on my website. So again, the website for the Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy is www.davemcmahon.ca. Okay? And I'll be happy to help you with your dog. Now, I'm going to invite our very talented, awesome show producer, Mr. Greg Campagne, to join us now. Good evening, Dave. Hello. Greg, what's going on, buddy? No, you know, not that much. Not that <laughs> much, right? Yeah. And uh, but uh, you, we've got some, we've got some uh, things to talk about regarding the Guinness Book of World Records. I've always been interested in the Guinness Book of World Record thing, and especially when it's got to do with dogs. What have you got for us, Greg? Okay, so uh, let's see here. The longest tail on a dog measures, Dave. How? Okay, let me guess. The longest tail on a dog would measure, uh, is this in centimeters or inches? Centimeters. Centimeters? uh, 30 centimeters. No. No, I don't know. 76.8 centimeters. Wow. How many many rulers is that? Yeah, 76. That's by Keon, an Irish wolfhound from Belgium, achieved that feat. How about the tallest dog hey, ever? Hey, hang on one oh, second. Hang yeah. on, Greg. Hang on. Okay. I'm still basking in the first one. The dog with the long, long tail. Once again, uh, what was the dimensions of that dog's tail? 76.8 centimeters. That and, is a long freaking tail. An Irish wolfhound. Yeah. And I know that they have big tails. or long tails, but I didn't think it was that long. Now, when you've got a dog walking around your house with a tail that long, yeah. you know that they're going to clear the coffee table. Yeah, that's right. You know <laughs> that if you've got your coffee, your tea, or anything, like it's going to be... It's going to be like moved right out of the way. And when they get excited... A dog like that, because it's a big dog, and it's got a, they got a big, uh, heavy kind of tailbone, right? Uh, they can, when they start wagging that that big long tail, they can they can give you a good whack. So that could mean a, a lot of things, eh? The wag, uh, Dave. <laughs> like, let's get out of here. Let's play. Yes, um, I'm nervous. I have anxiety because right? there's so many. You got it, Greg. There's so many meanings to a wagging tail. But if you're standing next to a dog with a tail that long and they're excited and they're wagging it, they can give you a quick little snap upside the <laughs> leg that'll wake you up. <laughs> what have you got next? Okay, Greg? the tallest dog ever. His name, his name is Zeus, and he's a Great Dane. But how how tall do you think in inches? You think Zeus well, I don't is? I want to guess. I don't know. He is 44 inches tall. Tall, tall dog. How much do those dogs weigh usually? Uh, probably more than me, Dave. <laughs> what do you weigh, Greg? About 138. Yeah, I would say. I would say around that neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, uh, you know, uh, these tall dogs like that, they, they are champions with the counter surfing. Right? Like they can go up on the counter so oh. much just by reaching, right? That's three feet tall. 
Yeah, so they can, they're, they're, they are just kind of like you got to watch your sandwiches and you got to watch <laughs> the butter or bread that you've left on the countertop. Yeah. Because it's there's a whole buffet right there waiting for them. <laughs> okay. The largest litter of puppies. Oh, I read this. The largest litter of puppies ever, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. What is it? 24. That is a that poor mother. <laughs> that poor mother. That's a lot of puppies pushing by, and shoving and shoving and pushing uh, and tearing at her to try and eat. By a Neapolitan mastiff. Huge Neapolitan. litter. You don't see litters like that very often. I like that ice cream, Neapolitan. Is that the color of the dog? It's strawberry. Chocolate white, kind of like white, a tricolor. Yeah. Tricolor. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Somebody always just eats the chocolate, though. Yeah. <laughs> Neapolitan. <laughs> I haven't had Neapolitan ice cream in a long time. <laughs> I did have some black cherry ice cream the other day. As I digress now, uh, and it was phenomenal. You ever tried black cherry ice cream? Yeah, yeah. I like I like that stuff. Very nice. Okay. So according to the Guinness Book of World Records. The longest ears on a dog. <laughs> a bloodhound, if yeah. this helps. Yeah. The bloodhounds, the basset hounds, they've got long ears. And the thing is, uh, when you take them outside and they're on the grass, everything's sticking to those ears. Uh, they are picking up everything with their ears. You know, twigs and leaves are getting stuck to their ears. Uh, and of course, when they're eating, that's the big thing. When you got these Dalmatians, or not Dalmatians, you got these, um, sorry, uh, bloodhound the bloodhounds and the basset hounds. Uh, when you've got those uh, those bloodhounds and basset hounds, when they're eating, they're, the food is all going on their ears, and they're you know sometimes you got to tie the ears back, otherwise their their ears are in the food bowl. <laughs> and every time they have a drink of water, their ears are getting wet too, because their ears are so long. They're touching the ground when they're walking. How long? 34.9 centimeters. That's 13 inches. Those are long (laughs) ears. Those are what you call big freaking mud flaps. That's what I call dog's ears that are hanging low. Mud flaps. You could say walk from like the other side of the house and he'll be at your feet in a moment's notice. Oh, yeah. Those ears. Oh, yeah. Okay. The dog with the longest tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It belongs to a female St. Bernard Mochi How long of a tongue is it, Greg? How long? A whopping 18.58 centimeters Now there is a dog that can lick the bottom of a peanut butter jar with (laughs) no problem at all Seven inches My God that's a lot of drool you're dragging around too, eh? It's crazy. My aunt had a dog with a super long tongue. The dog Bailey. becomes a conversation uh, piece at that point in time, yeah. don't they? Really? It just and it would hang out the side like he didn't have room for it, or he gave up on it. It would just hang out. Smell. He was a king. Uh, king Charles that's Spaniel. That's it. That's it. King Charles Spaniel. Bailey is the dog. And, uh, yeah, that's it there, Dave. 18 Crazy. centimeters. That's wow. a long, long tongue. And, uh, and I appreciate you giving us the latest in the Guinness Book of World Records for the dogs that are holding the records. Now, Greg, let me ask you. Sure. Uh, what would you like to be known for uh, in the Guinness Book of World Records if you could hold a record? What, what would you like to be known for? <laughs> <laughs> As I put him on the spot. <laughs> well, I'm st- uh, with this show, since I've been doing this show, I'm still waiting for an actual dog to talk. <laughs> so um, if I had the dog that could speak words, the first dog, like a parrot, you know? Yes, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, not woof, 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 but actually say words. Walk. I mean, some dogs can... <laughs> A little bit. You've seen some of these uh, these videos, you know, on online where it seems as if though the dog is saying "mommy" or "daddy," you know. But I mean, how much of it is trickery or manipulation with the camera and the the technical side of things? I don't know. Yeah. So uh, that would be it. I'd have the first 
talking dog or the, the you know that'd be cool because then i could get the dog in here and interview the dog <laughs> <laughs> from the dog's point of view <laughs> i love it thanks craig for all that really You're appreciate welcome. it now do we have to slide to commercial Let's or take, yeah we'll take a quick break come back and kill the show uh kill off the rest of the show then right on all right we'll be back with more dog talk right after this Pick me up each time i fail TED Radio Hour with Guy Raz. Saturdays at noon and Sunday nights at 7. Each week, a new theme and more fascinating people. What is your motive for action? I love taking on the status quo and trying to turn it upside down. My whole childhood, I was called bossy. TED Radio Hour. Saturdays at noon and Sunday night at 7. We're not ready for the next epidemic. The scariest thing I've done is ride a rocket ship to space. News Talk 610 CKTV. The Voice of Niagara. Predicting spring weather is anyone's guess, so we asked a preschooler to do the forecast. Um, oh, I think it's going to be sunny and very nice to play outside with your friends until mommy says it's time to eat dinner. Or it could also be very rainy. I I don't really know. I'm only six. Be prepared for all weather with Subaru Symmetrical full-time all-wheel drive. Can I go play now? Subaru of Niagara, looking after what matters. On Lake Street in St. Catharines. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. New patients are now being accepted. For more, visit Maine West Animal Hospital at mainwestvet.com or Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at niagarafallsanimalhospital.com. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTV. Welcome back to the Dog Talk Radio Show, everyone. Sure glad you could have joined us tonight. Really appreciate you being here with us. We've got a few minutes uh, remaining in tonight's broadcast, and I want to remind all of you about the uh, the poisonous uh, substances that you have to really make sure your dog doesn't get at. Okay, so, uh, I mean, the first one, and uh, there's a lot of people I know that think it's funny uh, to give their dogs uh, a bit of alcohol out of a bowl, you know, uh, or they have a glass of beer, for instance. Uh, alcohol is poisonous to dogs. Their uh, liver and kidney cannot handle it. Uh, not good for dogs. To me, there's nothing funny about uh, giving dogs uh, wine, beer, whiskey, liquor, anything like that. Uh, there's nothing comical about it. Uh, to me, uh, it's it's abuse. Uh, some people will want to get their dogs drunk. Uh, of course, to me, that is that is horrible. Uh, the dog is uh, trusting you, and uh, you owe it to the dog to keep them safe. Dogs don't need alcohol. It's not funny to get a dog drunk. Uh, so I hope that uh, you would go to bat and you would help a dog if and intervene if you could. If you saw someone giving uh, any animal alcohol, it would be like giving alcohol to a baby. It's it's, it's not right. Uh, there's a lot of poisonous things uh, that we have to watch out for. And, and one of those is the, uh, the apple seeds. So apple cores uh, that contain the arsenic, uh, that's bad for dogs. Uh, some dogs can eat an entire apple and they'll be fine, but uh, uh, some dogs will eat multiple apples, especially if you have an apple tree or something like this. And uh, it's very, very dangerous for them. So make sure you keep the apple seeds and apple cores away from your dog. Apricot pits, very dangerous for dogs. That's poisonous to dogs. And avocados are also poisonous to dogs. So are cherry pits. Uh, 
Uh, Of course, uh, most of you know by now that chocolate is poisonous to the canines. Uh, A lot of the chocolate is uh, cheap chocolate, as I call it. It has a lot of wax and fillers. But uh, if you get the the really good chocolate uh, and a dog consumes enough of it, uh, you could be rushing them to the emergency clinic in St. Catharines uh, as a result of that. So not good. A client of mine, his dog ate a small box of raisins that he had left on the coffee table. Just a little small box of raisins, you know, a little wee one, little snack box that you'd put in the kids' uh, lunches. Uh, the uh, the dog ate, it was a, uh, a miniature poodle, ate the entire uh, small box of raisins, and the kidneys uh, shut down and the dog died. So uh, raisins are very poisonous to dogs, as well as the grapes. Yeast dough, poisonous to dogs. Tea that's right, tea, you know, pip, pip, cheerio, all the different teas, uh, poisonous to dogs. Walnuts are poisonous to dogs. Rhubarb, poisonous to dogs. And mushrooms, so many mushrooms are poisonous to dogs. you got to be careful, especially a lot of the wild mushrooms that may randomly appear in your yard uh, this time of year. Some of those mushrooms are extremely toxic to dogs. Macadamia nuts. Uh, would be toxic to dogs. Onions and onion powder, both toxic to dogs. And the hops, the hops used in home brewing uh, for home beer brewing, the hops are uh, definitely uh, no good for dogs. And gum, gum is no good for dogs, not because it gets stuck in their teeth, but all the crap and chemicals that are in the gum, uh, definitely no good for dogs. So you got to really watch out. Uh, and keep your dog safe. It's important. Uh, I just want to remind you guys that if you want to contact me, you can do so directly through my website. It's www.davemcmahon.ca. That's Dave, M-C-M-A-H-O-N.ca. That's the website for the Dave McMahon Dog Academy. And when you go to the website, you could take a look at some of the pictures videos. Uh, My CV is there and my email is there. My phone number is there. I specialize in canine behavior modification and obedience training and problem solving with dogs. So you can reach out to me, send me an email uh, and contact me that way. I'm also on Facebook. The uh, business name again is Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy, and that is the name of our Facebook business group, Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy. Uh, check us out there. We also have uh, a couple of hundred video clips on YouTube that you can see some samples of our training. And it was fun talking with you guys. Uh, everyone, keep safe. Have yourselves uh, a great uh, remainder of this evening. And thank you to our uh, excellent producer, Greg Campagne. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Dave. Take care. Take care. Good night, everyone. Left those soul shadows on my mind.